Last time on Almost Heroes. Well, last time on Almost Heroes, we began with the whole arena and I watched as Peril murdered Fester after turning him to stone in the arena. I wanted to do something, but there just wasn't time to save him. So I grabbed the first thing I could and I threw it at him, vowing vengeance for what that elf did to our new friend before turning back to the more urgent task. My friends, I dropped down below the arena to find lots of blood and, and destruction. It had to be my friends, so I did what I do best. I sprinted for the side door, only to find a crowded street because the arena had let out. I spotted what was likely Rangram and Glenn as pedestrians are tossed to and fro with Poe above up, up ahead. I gave chase on my trusty Steve to try and make up ground. I caught up to find Glenn, who's been beaten to a bloody mush, chasing another cloaked figure just as she blasts a hole in the city wall to escape towards the mountains. Pushing on, I leave my friends behind to try and capture them before Glenn's weapon is gone forever. We all gave everything we had. Glenn made several attempts to immobilize them. I pushed Steve to the max, and we even learned that Steve can misty step after falling off a sheer cliff. Ran Rangrim brought up the rear, only to puke it all. It all came to an end atop the cliff peak with what must have been a 150-foot drop to the river below. I tried to stop it. The figure... Oh, sorry. There it is. I tried to stop her, but she shrouded me in some terrible darkness. As I came out of it, the figure is smashed by a spectral fist, knocking her over the cliff down into the river. Glenn and Rangrim turn to run down the trail as I make the leap of faith down into the river, hoping to get, it, get to her before she washes away. Unfortunately, even with all of our effort, the blade was lost. Rangrim found a, a scimitar, but it was her decoy. Coming up mostly empty-handed, Rangrim cheered us up by making some wood floaties as we cruised our way back down to town. Getting back to camp, there was a small ceremony for Fester with Nook and Kadana as they buried the remaining pieces of Fester. And that is where we left off. Awesome. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 45, Red Rendezvous. So, welcome back. We pick up with our Almost Heroes in their camp just outside the walls of Rockdale. Having been unsuccessful in recovering Glenn's ancestral weapon and having just buried their friend Fester, they, found that they find themselves downtrodden, but determined. The sun has just begun to set behind the Spina Peaks to the west. Night is coming. So, what would you all like to do? Uh, we are currently all at camp. Uh, Arcadana and nook back they are i think at this point uh kadana and nook have walked up with cosmo i, I believe that's kind of uh that's kind of where we left it and i think that uh kadana and nook would have kind of walked over to their like, probably still pr pretty somber probably in their own heads a little bit but they're packing up they've decided and have you know they said they're going to stay but they're definitely like kind of packing up their camp uh and getting i mean they're they're going to be staying the night obviously but they're they're kind of putting some things away maybe packing up some of fester's things right and we like convinced them that they should probably want <clears throat> to stick around right didn't okay uh yeah so glenn is going yeah glenn's going to um very like solemnly walk over to rangrim who gave him the the makeshift double bladed that uh Adna had created mm -hmm. 
and just kind of kind of looked to him and say, you know, I, I feel like I led you guys through this wild chase for nothing just to come up shorthanded. And I appreciate you guys more or less blindly following me into that. It's not like me to really, you know, react in that way usually. So I appreciate you guys coming with me. Well, um, you've uh, done a heck of a lot more for me. And I think I've done a lot more weird crap to you. So I'm, I'm, I'd say we're even, but I'm pretty sure I still owe you one. So, um, no, no worries there, mate. Yeah, some of the same as Rain Grim. It's uh, been quite the road these last few months with uh, with the two of you. So, uh, here's to friendship, I guess. I couldn't put it better myself. I uh, need to get my mind off of this. We we got a busy day tomorrow, but I need to need to head into town. I'm not sure if you guys remember uh, much of the Red Striders, but their their Dragonborn friend we actually ran into on the road through town uh, or into town. I'm not sure if you guys remember our big old Sand friend, but I think that might have come from the Dragonborn. His name's Orc. Uh, I chased him down, almost killed him, let him go because I kind of understood a job's a job, but. Uh, he left me a note from uh, for our girl uh, Kosha. Right Kosha. Uh, he left a note with Kosha for me, telling him or telling me to meet him in the market or the bazaar tonight uh, to come alone. I plan on doing so because, I mean, you don't ever get a chance to meet with the enemy before you actually go fight the enemy. So it's a good chance to gather some intel, maybe stick a dagger in it early. But if really? you guys want to come to town. You really trust it to go alone, or do you want us to? Uh, you know what? Um, honestly, don't think personally that he would have much reason to invite me, uh, unless he was looking to repay the favor of letting him walk away previously. I, uh, I think he's aware that our focus was winning the tournament, not necessarily, you know, going out for blood until this and like kind of gesture over to Fester's or where like they were bearing Fester. Right. Um, I imagine the invitation's still there, but it, it probably couldn't hurt to have you guys within, within earshot. He, uh, as weird as it sounds, I, I think he's just in it for the money. He kind of reminds me of myself. I don't, I don't think he really likes hurting people or really inflicting damage. He, he seems to be just more in it to get the job done. So those are the type of people you can generally work with. They're a lot less scary than, you know, my friend we just chased who, regardless of what the scenario is, they're they're going to get what they want. Yes. Ringram looks over to Cosmo and he just goes, in it for the money, it, it's, that's why he likes them. They get along, I guess. Well, everything for the money. But, From the uh, same cloth. Yes, it's not, it's not Orc's blood I want. I don't even know if it's Peril's blood I want. There's... I just don't know. There's just something wrong with him, and I don't know what to think of it yet. But uh I'm not going to go around mindlessly killing his whole group. That just repays like for like. There must be a better way. Yeah, maybe we can talk to their patron to see if she's got anything in mind. But, I mean, from the way you described it, it sounded about as cold blood as it can be. Yeah. Well, Glenn looks to the sun, assumes it's setting. 
guess. Yeah, I think I think at this point it's it's pretty much it's it's you can see the kind of halo effect of the sun behind the Spina Peaks, but it's it's down below it. Uh, I'm gonna head into town. Happy to buy you guys around, but I think we need to stop at the bazaar first. Anywhere you guys want to go? Well, uh, I really just wanted to. I heard that there was a alchemy place here. I think, and uh, don't know if they're open after dark, but uh, just wanted to stop in there at some point. Yeah, I remember remember hearing about that. Was that uh, Nagas Nagas Kiss? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we walked by it when we uh, were shopping earlier. I can I can take you to it. I feel like it'd be just close enough within a earshot where when I'm meeting up with Orc, you can uh, handle any purchasing. And if you hear an awkward scream that sounds like me, <laughs> start running. Well, uh, let's let's give it a shot. I guess at least I have probable cause to be in the area. Right now, I'm just gonna follow you. I, I got a, I got a thing. It was gonna work. Uh, I also, outside of game, totally realized that Bazaar and August Kiss are on complete opposite sides of the map. So <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, as I say that, uh, Glenn quickly flashes back to his apparently perfectly terrible memory of the town. Goes, uh, you know what? I might, I might join you in Nagas. It's uh. It's always good to see if you can't pick up some extra potions here or there. Probably need a couple healing after yesterday, but mm-hmm. maybe we'll just kind of, you can look at some shops around the bazaar and I can meet up with Orc. Just kind of try to stay out of sight or at least not super obvious that you're following me. Let's uh, let's get to going, I guess, then. But, uh... Awesome. So you all head to Naga's Kiss? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. I did not have that plan, but I, I I'm literally flipping back through like <laughs> a few episodes when I thought you might have gone. Um, so keep him on his toes. Yeah, no, this is good. Um, uh, yeah, actually, while we're walking, Glenn, I think Rangrim gave Glenn the fake double bladed scimitar, right? Yes, after I mended it from breaking it. All right, uh, perfect. <laughs> Glenn's gonna pull it out and seeing that's like not as tall. Or not as I guess long uh, as the previous. It's pretty close to the same. It's pretty close to the same. I would say the biggest difference is that the uh, the handle in between. It's got more blade and less like handle in the middle. I think because it's two handles of sim- like regular length scimitars like bonded together. together. Yeah, so I think that that's the difference. But the overall length is probably the same. Uh, looks to Rangram pulls out and looks over to Rangram. like, I mean, after you've had the real thing, is it even really? good having a, a replica it's really just it just feels cheap i feel like it was uh better in two parts mine breaking this apart from you again hands over the false double blade scimitar is this one of those things that you is this another like is this a, is this a trick no picture it like it's it's her spine just snap that thing in half <laughs> that i would very much like to do she made me run an awful lot much more than I'm accustomed to. And he snaps it over his thigh and hands both ends over to Glenn. Glenn just kind of bundle them up. When you snap it, you like no, take notice that there's definitely threadings in between the two that they could have been easily unscrewed and re-screwed together, but instead they've been snapped in half and <laughs> the threads are just kind of snapped off at the ends. Perfect. I think uh, I remember yeah. you telling him that last yep, time he tried did. to break it. I have a note of that, actually, that I'm looking at. <laughs> 
And Glenn just uh, throws him in the belt loops, and now he's just got two scimitars. And yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I think that they. Uh, I mean, you're you're able to easily see that these things are crafted in Zephyr. Like these are like the metals, and you're just. You're just I think there's a lot more bronze and copper that's used there. I think, uh, and a lot more than what you see here. Like, there's just a lot more of that kind of like amber-colored metals that are used over in Zephyr. Cool. And so I think that you can see that there's that kind of filigree on handles and ornamentation, where there's a lot of gold and silver and platinum used in uh, in Sakal, it seems. Mm. But yeah, um, so you all kind of walk up to uh, and, and kind of go back around into this house that's kind of tucked back into the woods a little bit. Uh, and you just, it has like this kind of like chimney that has this kind of faintly purplish green kind of smoke coming out of the uh out of the chimney but it's a the house is kind of decrepit looking and it just has an old sign hanging above the door that says uh naga's kiss and it's all written in like one kind of cursive ish like one fail swoop of a of a shape that's like this green kind of scaly cursive writing i guess and uh, yeah, I mean, there is like a kind of faint light that is shining through the windows. Uh, so, I mean, you don't know if it's open, but you know that it seems like someone's there. Um, I kind of like open the door and knock at the same time. And it's just a, hello? Is, are, are you open? Ah, oh, welcome. Welcome. Come in. Right. Yes. And uh, I come in. Yeah, you uh, you enter through the door uh, into this. It's it's very kind of humble. Uh, you can see it's like wood and cobblestone construction for these building. This building is kind of a contrast to. It seems like a much older structure than like a lot of the inner buildings of the city, since it's kind of on the outskirts into the woods a little bit. Um, but it's very dim in here. There is a hearth burning in the corner that has like it's not fire colored it's like purple and green flames that's throwing a very kind of strange flickering right a light about this place and then there are torches on the wall that also are burning in these different colors uh so that like the just hue of this place is kind of like almost ends up being like almost more of a brown because of all these different colored lights that are shining around <laughs> so as you go in though you see that there is indeed like a counter that has a, that's in kind of in the center of the room and standing behind it you see a, a form of a woman who is kind of she she seems very tall but it almost seems like her her waist and like legs are like improportionately long to her torso it's like her torso is higher up than you would expect it to be um but the person that you see or the creature that you see is a they are female with kind of this greenish kind of green and kind of amber colored hair that's kind of hanging down in like not full dreads but just kind of like big messy and they've kind of like clumped together over time but it's it's kind of long maybe like mid on her torso back uh and they have like very tan skin like extremely extremely tan almost brown and then they are just adorned uh, across their face in this like gold jewelry so like piercings in the nose piercings in the eyebrows like multiple in the ears and um as yeah, as you walk in, uh, you can see that like it almost looks like they're they're uh, they are wearing some sort of like it's like a kind of gold vest that is that they're actually wearing that has like this kind of green uh, filigree pattern in it. But then also, it almost seems like they have a skirt on that's like this green scaly kind of like shiny material. Kind of seems like 
Um, but as you come in, they, welcome, welcome. It's so wonderful to have visitors, even so late at night. I, I don't sleep much. Well, uh, well, thanks for having us at such a time. And uh, I, is this? Are you the alchemist in this city? Yes, yes. You may call me Zatas. Zatas. Oh, all right. Well, this I'll do. The, I'll do my best. Gotta, gotta really lengthen out the S's on the end of that one. Yes, uh, Zatas. I turn. I turn the ranger and I just go. Zatas. I'm not even gonna try, mate. I'm just gonna butcher this poor lady's name. That just sounded like one consonant stream. It's just a noise you made. It didn't sound like it had. What was the word, Glenn? It's syllables. Is that the one? Uh, man, you eat so many of those DOS dogs. I am so impressed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna be able to read common. I, I turn back to her and it's just like, well, you have to excuse my friend. We're both really bad with names. It, we mean no offense. None taken, none taken. I, it's a foreign name and I don't expect it to be easily pronounced or understood by those that are not used to it. But, alas, what can I assist you with? Uh, do you have potions to purchase or do you just make them if I go and find the materials to the reagents. I can do either or. Of course, if you bring the reagents to me and the uh, items to make it, then it will be, it'll take some of the the cost out of it because I won't have to procure them myself. But I also produce many, I'm actually more of a uh, a poison maker, more of the, uh, more of the vicious variety of potions, if you will. Do you have any cures for said poisons? I, of course, I could. You always have to have an anti-venom for a venom. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking for a couple of things. Uh, I don't know if it sounds like you may not be the right fit, but uh, I'm particularly looking for an enlarged potion. Okay, yes. Um, I'm also looking for, uh, something to cure, uh, petrification. Ah, yes. That is going to be tricky. I'm kind of making this up as I go. I'm sure that there's a potion version of this. Yes. I'm just, like, she's, like, fiddling around, and I'm just, like, looking around. And <laughs> yeah, I think that she, uh, I can I can actually start with the uh, the potion of, uh, the potion of growth here. Um, yeah, whatever you want to start with. I just, I turn to Glenn, and I say, Glenn, don't know if there's a top on anything, but don't take it off. Yeah, I kind of learned my lesson the hard way last time. Yes. Uh, keep my hands to myself, but it doesn't say anything about this hand, and, like, Mei-chan, like, blinks, like, purple for one second, that just, like, fades away. Oh, if that's the one that gets sucked into things, I'm fine with it. But uh, last time, I almost got dragged into an alternative universe. Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> well, you weren't standing in front of it. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the potion of growth, or which can be used in either direction to get small or to get large, would be a hundred gold pieces. All right. 
this. Um, I'll, I'll definitely love one of those. And uh, how about for the petrification? Yes. The petrification cure. Unfortunately, with the reagents that go into making this, you have to actually kill a basilisk and use its venom to create the solution, the salve, and the tinctures that will reverse it will be 2,000 gold pieces. Well, that is definitely outside of me in price range. It would have to be, it would be something that I myself too would have to source the items unless you had them on you and it would take me uh, some time to procure and to create the potion. It takes time to stew, so... Uh, you would have to come back probably in a few days or so, but the uh, growth potion I can whip up before you all leave today. Oh, all right. Yes, that would be good. Um, all right. Hey, you said you had, like, venoms and acids of, of likes. Do you have those that uh, can melt... Weapons? Hmm. Melt weapons. And she's kind of like, she kind of is smirking a little bit, and you see that her teeth are just like absolutely, she has like big fangs coming off one side, and she's kind of like, like, kind of like thinking to herself, and is kind of like smirking a little bit on one side, and like, I wonder if we could dilute some of the powers of the rust creatures that exist in this world and turn them into something that could maybe not melt them, but to degrade them over time even even to even on the slightest touch of the the poison to the the real trick would be making sure that the weapon that they're on is a magical weapon so it could yes it, it would be a magical weapon i i reckon i think that i think that for 200 gold pieces i could whip up something that would have the rusting abilities of a rust creature uh, Cosmo takes out his coin bag and is doing some counting. Doing, pulls his abacus out and starts yeah. doing some quick math. No, he just opens up his fanny pack. He's just he's just like right into the fanny pack of holding. <laughs> yeah. Whole whole arm whole arm up in there, just like reaching Take all the way. Around. Just like he's just like straight up elbow deep in it. Like where did that thing go? I actually don't even remember how much gold I have. I think I had five hundred after because it was 500 for the bag of holding mm-hmm. right yep that's all you spent and then you had a thousand gold so. yeah so i would have 500 i think that math checks out but it's f it was quick math too um i dropped this well, uh, when would you have said rest rust uh ready would it be ready tonight as well do you think yes if you uh if you can just come back in maybe an hour or so, I can have both of them ready. Yeah, that would that would be be nice. I can uh, won't be too far off. Oh, I, I have a request too. If, if you're making M stuff, you said you go with poisons in the in the whatnot. Um, yes. Can you make me another one of these? And I'm going to hand her the mage bane poison. Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna look up that. It's terrible. It's terrible for whoever that gets used on. 
And she, as you show her this, she kind of like looks at it and goes, where did you acquire something? This is a very rare poison. Uh, we found it. It was like in his, his mine. There was slaves. There was this like water weird. There was like a big robot zombie guy. It was crazy. Yes. That, this mage bane poison, it's made from the blood of a Rakshasa. I, I, I don't know if this would be easily easy to acquire. This could cost upwards of 5,000 gold pieces or more. What? For Rakshasa blood? Isn't that that target guy, whatnot, that I just bought my shield from? I... What if, if I just, like, asked him, like, if I was like, hey, like, if, could you, like, bleed in this pot for me for just, like, a second? Hey, buddy, just open a vein up for me. Is that cool? <laughs> I'll um, even heal it for him. I'm real good at that stuff. Cosmo can, too. We'll patch him up. Well, even we, just, we just suck him dry and fill him back up. Hold it. Yeah, if we, uh... I think, uh, Rangrim, we need to maybe have that conversation with uh, Jargot before we offer his blood and services, but uh, Miss, if you could tell us maybe how much it would cost if we had the blood. And how much you might need. Well, I would need about twice the amount that's in the vial there. Uh, and I'll, I'll say it's probably like, I, I'd say it's like a good six inch six inch vial by like maybe like two inches, so like a yeah. Size. Um, I don't even know what this thing does. Like way more blood than that just today, and he's fine. It's it's true. I'm like half blood right now, so I know, I know the Rakshasa will uh, drag out. Probably gonna be pretty pretty friendly with it. I need to give him some gold. I would assume that he, a Rakshasa uh, passing off their magical blood is would be quite a large ask, but you know. Best of luck. Like fella. I, I'll tell you what, I've never met a cat person I didn't like, except for the... Well, that's a lie, except for all those cat people that I didn't like, but I like them now. Yes, yes, and those were tigers. They were tigers. Yeah, so was he. Cat, cat person, he's a tiger. Right, okay. Just don't say that in front of him, okay? What, tiger? No, cat person. Yeah, probably don't call him a cat person if he really is a Rakshasa, because he might just throw us into that mirror, and then we're all just having a bad time. You you all know that Rakshasas are creatures that uh, hail from the Nine Hells, not from your closest uh, shop of small creatures. Yeah, cat people. Didn't we just didn't we just go over this? His shop is right over there. It's not in the Nine Hells. I'm so confused. Right. It's like a sign. It's you. You should. You should definitely sync up with him. You could probably make a killing. It's a business. We'll brand it. My friend here. He's all about branding. He'll market right, market it. in this one. Mm-hmm. Franchising. Want me? To, I can call him right now. Want me? To, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. How did we get so distracted? <laughs> right. Mage bane poisons is what we need. And uh, where did we land? Are we going to go ask him for the blood, or are we just going to, well, I like... mean, we can, I can do that another day. It, I mean, it's a little late to be asking someone for, like, hey, can I have some of your blood? Like, I mean, it definitely looks weirder at night for some reason. Right, yes, yes. It brought daylight. Daylight feels much better to ask somebody for their blood. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have, I have many poisons. If you change your mind, I have truth serums and serpent venoms and pale tinctures and purple worm poisons. Just say the word and present the coin, and any of those could be yours. Well, to your I've... enemy's woe. I will. Let's start with the two that I have uh, asked you for, and uh, we'll be back in an hour and see where we land. How about does that sound good? That sounds wonderful. Just leave a deposit of half the coins, and once you return, you can pay the other half. What half? And Cosmo just starts counting on his But and he <laughs> he puts down the what do I owe? Two hundred gold? Was it? Or no, was it? I don't even remember now. It was uh, hundred for one. It was hundred for one and two hundred. Yeah, yeah one fifty. So one fifty is what I leave. Awesome. You put one fifty on the counter, and she kind of she doesn't grab for it. She just starts. She turns around and starts pulling things off the uh, the back of the, uh, the the many like apothecary style small shelves and drawers that are behind her, and she's kind of reaching up. And as she's doing that, you all see that she kind of starts, like, it's almost like her torso is extending up. And it's this salt, like, that uh, torso that was like, oh, then maybe that's like a nice, very ornate, like, uh, skirt or something kind of continues to extend up. And you start realizing that maybe that's not a skirt. Maybe that isn't a normal human's torso uh, as she kind of lifts herself into the air, probably a good eight feet uh, as this torso kind of extends up from the floor. And as you kind of look to the side, you see us kind of like the end of a tail that has that same green uh, kind of pattern. That's kind of sticking out from behind the counter on the floor. Uh, uh, kind of like, yeah, Glenn doing almost exactly that kind of like peeks over the counter. Does she have legs or is it like kind of a coiled, it's a kind of coiled snake body. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Glenn does not say anything and does his best to not make it look like he was looking because that seems very rude. It is called Naga's Kiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's sick. Um, her, back is, her back's to you, so I don't think she sees anything. But yeah, she's just lifting herself up and like grabbing like items off and pulling them, pulling them out of the little drawers and putting things back. Cool, 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 cool. Um, well, Glenn, I guess you should get to that appointment that you have, as he sees him, like, peeking over the edge. Glitch, like, sounds like, God, yeah, 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 it's a good idea. Good, uh, good at keeping me on task. Uh, quick question for the DM. The mm-hmm. ring that I originally stole from the noble person mm-hmm. while we were watching the fights, does that give off any kind of magical aura, or does that seem like just a regular golden ruby ring? I'm sorry to say, but it, it does seem to give off just like a normal, normal just a ring. Aspect. Cool. A ring ass ring. Or a, a, a ring. A ringy ass cool ring. Okay. ring. I mean, it's like a, it's a cool ring. It's probably worth something. It, is there any type of like insignia on it at all? Hmm. Yeah, I think that there's, um, I think there's some sort of coat of arms that's uh, like kind of underneath the ruby inside of that, uh, that little embedded part of the ring. Cool. Uh, so as we leave, uh, I'm going to look over to Rangrim and say, uh, when you were chatting up and spitting all your food on one of those fancy noblemen up in the, the booth, I happened to pick this off one of them and hands him the, the golden ruby ring. Said, looks like there might be a coat of arms we might be able to use, you know, maybe some subterfuge in the future, but I know you've been able to make a ring in the past, or at least a mm-hmm. close enough replica that we could use it. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe spend some time looking at this one. I'm going to give him the ring. Oh, I could definitely do that tonight. That's a, that's for certain. So does mm-hmm. it have like a coat of arms in it? What is it like kind of like a wax seal type deal yeah, similar so to when we took um that guy that we got killed ring? Brongren. Brongren. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So uh, what I'll say then is I, I picture it like a class ring. So like it's a, it's a gold ring with like the, the ruby in the center of it. And then I think that on top of that ruby, there's like a little gold coat of arms that's like em- embellished off the top of that. So yeah, okay. I think it does. You could, yeah. So it has, it has some sort of like, you could use it as a wax seal or stamp or something. Okay. Cause yeah, I can replicate. I just can't replicate the gem, but I can replicate yeah. it. But oh, I could do that. It'll give me something to do tonight. Well, um, I mean, you got it. You really have to sleep. You're you're all banged up, friend. And uh, I honestly don't feel that bad. I mean, maybe I should run a little bit more. I actually feel kind of good. <laughs> I would say you're like kind of in the face. You're like a little thinner, almost. Like it just seems like it's just like a lot of a lot of cardio to shock your system or something. Apparently, you're, maybe you're um, like less gray. If that's or or more gray, I can't really tell. I don't know which one's good for my complexion either. We I don't have mirrors in the underdog, so I have no frame of reference. You either look amazingly healthy or on the brink of death, and either way, it looks good on you. Well, thank you. Well, uh, let's let's hit the bazaar and try to make you guys a little less obvious in your maybe cover the shiny platinum armor and the gold armor, and got a got a dragon board to meet. Well, well uh, I was just gonna stay not too far from here. I was just gonna. I wasn't gonna linger too close. How about uh, you guys go hang out near the fighters' pit, maybe grab a drink, and uh, I can send Poe your guys' way if something goes wrong. Ringrim already is invisible. He's just standing next to him, and he was just talking. But I've already <laughs> cast invisibility on myself. <laughs> That's cheating, Ringrim. Could be a yeah. hell of a. I can see am you I over here, there. or am I over here? And then I'm gonna cast thaumaturgy in the like a halt, like an alley, like thirty feet away, and be like, hey, "Or am I over here?" <laughs> and Cosmo just starts walking. Okay. Thanks, uh, Zatas. Uh, we'll be back before too long. It was a pleasure meeting you, and I look forward to your turn. Indeed. I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you leave, and the building disappears behind you. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. So curious. So Rangrim's invisible. He can he can accompany Glenn if he wants to. Cosmo, what are you going to do? Because are you just going to go with him and say fuck it to the the come alone thing? Or are you going to try to hide? Oh, I I have no intention. I fully intended to stay. Want me to come over to the bazaar? Uh, Glenn gave the option. You can either, I, I think it would make sense if you guys hung out at the fighter's pit, um, grab drinks, because I can send Poe there pretty quickly from where the bazaar is. That's fine. We can do that. So I don't want to be too close. Like, I at least want to be within range of whatever. Right. Rangram, are you going to follow him invisible then? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Cosmo, you're going to walk over. You're going to walk over to the fighter's pit alone then, I guess. That's fine. Okay. Um, he that he thinks he's with Rangram. <laughs> just we, we all yeah, I'm going to tell Cosmo. That's pretty Cosmo much what we did the whole last two episodes. Amazing. Cosmo just kind of made eyes with Madame Marsh and chomped <laughs> in her ear instead. But um, I have a plan already for, for what Cosmo's up to while we're waiting. Okay, awesome. Um, are you going over to try to get a drink then? 
Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so I'll just do that. Just I'll describe that real quick, and then we'll jump over to uh, Glenn and Rangrim's uh, yeah. fun, uh, awesome adventure. Um, so you go over there, and you see that um, Reynolds has begun like the very rudimentary reconstruction of like the framework of the building, um, and on the ins like just outside of it, he set up like kind of like a pop up shop esque like a uh, little like beer like beer garden area almost in the middle. So like there's a little he's like a makeshift bar that he set up in the kind of the, the fighting pit courtyard area, and then there's like a couple tables, including the one. It seems like he carried out the one that Rangrim like made made out of out of nothing or whatever and yeah. has carried that out and has kind of like made a couple more tables that are much more shoddily made than that one um but he's kind of like there's like three tables just kind of sitting out in front of this like makeshift bar and you can see that reynolds is uh is tending bar out in the middle area and you're able to go grab a drink if you want yeah so cosmo uh he goes up to get an ale and uh he just he'll probably make small talk with reynolds and the only thing <laughs> he would probably say is uh so did they ever catch the guy who uh, set this place on fire, or uh, what happened? I don't, I don't even know. They, apparently, they they went after him, but they, I don't know if the guy bought his way out or someone else bought his way out of it. But something happened. I don't. I don't know. I, I didn't see a coin from it. So well, uh, something tells me I'll probably see him again, and uh, there will be uh, recourse for that. So uh, and. You know, like recourse is in like, uh, you know, money to help me pay for this, this reconstruction or just like, you're just going to murder the dude. Cause that's really not going to help me in any kind of fiduciary sense. Well, uh, money, if I can, uh, beat it out of him, but, uh, whatever comes uh, yes. first, I guess. The coin pinata people. I've heard of those. Yes. Yeah. You know, I figure if I beat him enough, he'll probably pay me to go away. And, uh, yeah, that is pretty much how that pans out. Well, I, I, that is a, that is the kind of, uh, eventual occurrence that I hope happens even as unlikely as it sounds. So, uh, right. yeah, I mean, swing away. Um, yeah. So you want to ale or something? Yeah, that'd be great. He, um, yeah, he hooks you up with, uh, just like a, unless you're asking for anything special. I think last time you got like an old ass dwarven ale that he had had. Yeah, that was, like, I didn't pretty, want, I didn't need anything that flat. You don't want anything you have to cut with a knife. No. So. All right. So yeah, he uh he he pours you a fresh like just kind of local ale and mm -hmm. uh, kind of hands it off to you, and you can wander off to a table and do whatever you want to whatever else yeah. you want to do. So Cosmo will probably find a place to uh, um, just kind of sit off to his own, you know, by himself, and uh, he pulls out the piece of uh, toe stone that he got from Nook. The fester, the fester, the, the fester, fester toe or whatever. And then he pulls out his magic uh, chisel that he got, um, or that somebody, I think Glenn stole that too, huh? Uh, yeah, he stole it from that traveling band of, of dwarven craftsmen. Yes. And um, I start to, I start to kind of chisel away at this uh, thing. Okay. Um, rad. So here's what happens. And it's really cool. Uh, like, for, so do you know what you're trying to chisel it into? Do you have a form in mind? Um, not entirely yet. Um, okay. I think it's kind of one of those things, those like creative, artistic, flowy things of like, what does the rock want to be? Okay. So, Besides a toe. <laughs> so as you're chiseling it, what you're noticing is that like normally, obviously when you chisel things, they get smaller, but this is already small. Um, as you're chiseling onto it, it's almost like it's, uh, there's more, it's like adding 
stone to it. And like, it's kind of like developing more and more. So like, as you're working it, it's actually like, it's like you're adding material to this. You're adding like, so it's whatever it is still has the toe part, but it's almost like you're adding material, like you're 3D printing something onto this, the stone made out of the same material. Nice. Uh, so, so do me a favor, just kind of think about what you want this thing to be. And then yeah. we can, uh, we can okay. switch over to Glenn. I'm good with that. I'll, we'll, I'll think of that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Glenn, uh, I guess Rangram, have you told Glenn that you're with him or are you just kind of following him? Um, after we left the Naga's kiss, I just didn't speak to anybody. He was like, you guys should go get a drink. And Cosmo went off to the bar and I just kept following Glenn. Perfect. Uh, can I do a, you want to do a stealth check? Can I do just for audio because you're wearing a shit ton of armor? Oh, I'm going to fail the balls out of that. I have disadvantage on that too. I have advantage on audio too. <laughs> uh, 19. Two natural 20s. No. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's not bad for a disadvantage, but it is actually, it is a 12. Okay. I make, I make note that I hear clinking of armor wherever I go. I think I'm being very sneaky, though. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah. Um, I think you all are able to, unless there's anything you want to do along the way, you're able to like successfully walk your way over without running really into anyone. Like maybe a few people that are stragglers heading home or doing whatever from heading from the bazaar, uh, heading back to their house or whatever the case may be. Just kind of walking past you, no one really that you notice or recognize or that seems to be uh, of any note. Uh, but yeah, you're, you kind of soon come across this bazaar, which you haven't been to before, but it's like this outdoor marketplace with all these kind of like tent-esque structures that are set up. Think like any kind of medieval uh, marketplace, uh, but they're all kind of centered around this very large one in the, in the middle that is just like circus tent-esque size, like very, like very big, like, and it's just multiple, like multicolored and extremely gaudy. Um, and it says like, in just like these just completely ridiculous over the top, like every letter is a different font. It just says bazaars, bazaar. Uh, and it, it's just, it's very su- super circus vibes from this entire thing. Um, but there's just like the bazaar itself, like inside bazaars, bazaar, there's just like a, there's, there's nothing in it right now, um, but you can see that there are just like tables set up uh, and there's just a bunch of like, you can tell that this is like generally full of a bunch of items and, and the same with like most of the other places. They've kind of like closed up for the night, locked things up and whatever the case may be, but um, it's all empty. But this, this place like looks like it's, you know, super swap meet level when it's, uh, when it's fully active during the day. Uh, Glenn's going to kind of like as he's walking around, um, keep an eye out for, the bodies passing around him, um, knowing that the orc was able to turn invisible before he would absolutely assume that he could also just change his appearance. So, um, like an extra keen eye as to like all the people that kind of pass by him once we make it to the bazaar. Okay. Yeah. Um, once you make it to the bazaar and you notice that there, there's literally like one or two other shopkeeps that are kind of like closing up and they're kind of leaving. And so within like, maybe as you're walking through it within like 10, 15 minutes, uh, you are completely alone in, in this bazaar. And it's kind of, I mean, it's dark at this point and there's almost no lights. There's like general, like maybe ambient torch lights around, but it's not like there's any actual activity of anyone selling anything here currently. Uh, okay. Glenn's going to kind of lean up against one of the tables that are set up and he's going to pull out a dagger and he's going to put the point of the dagger on his finger. He's just going to kind of be balancing it. And he's more or less just like 
occupying his time until he thinks orcs arrived but he's not like hiding he's just there for a meeting a clandestine meeting okay yeah i think um i think within a maybe within like 10 minutes i think you you kind of see a form walk in from the other side of the bazaar and walk towards that like main large tent where it's like very dark and covered in uh, i mean it's all the torchlight is pretty much hidden in there because of the flaps and everything like that and kind of walks uh inside and pushes open the flaps uh and you can see that there is kind of like a, a bluish sheen off them and a tail that kind of whips in after them uh glenn just kind of kind of like flick the dagger catch it holster it and walk walk over to him um probably using like 10 feet of him he goes or is that you yeah so uh are you walking inside of the main uh bazaar's bazaar tent then yes okay it's so it's it's not completely enclosed it just has flaps hanging down and so like it's darker inside than it is anywhere else but mm. um as you walk inside uh you see uh orc uh, or the, a form that you assume to be orc standing there and uh he kind of lights a torch that's just like kind of in the middle ish of this this space that's sitting on top of one of these tables and goes i honestly didn't know if you're gonna show or not man yeah i mean it's not every day you finish killing some hellacious beast and get a letter to meet so figured why miss the opportunity you know yeah no i mean it's, it's especially with yeah it's been a been a long day and he kind of sits he kind of like hops himself up and is just kind of sitting on on the table now uh just seems seems relaxed yeah i heard uh i heard one of your teammates might have uh taken things a little too far yeah that's uh it's kind of peril's mo he just gets a little bit caught up in the the bloodlust a little bit it's one of his and that guy's strong as hell and that axe is super scary but yeah he uh he didn't need to do that yeah, it seems to kind of be his thing, right? Kicked over that soothsayer, stole her stuff, just or messed up her stuff just because she told him his future. Kill him faster, I mean, at a certain point, you got to put monsters down, right? I mean, you're a pragmatic person like I am. I'd rather have him on my team than, on, than be on the other side of it, so that's, you know, that's kind of where I find myself, and I really don't want that side to switch, so. For the time being, I'm happy where I'm at. But you know, I, from a personal standpoint, I think that he probably could have solved that another way. Well, I don't want to be running any Patriots names through the mud. We already know who he is. Uh, what do you What do you want to see me about? Well, I mean, I thought we had we had talked about a little job that you were going to be handling for me, and it kind of made me look a little bit bad. Um, thought you were going to be uh killing that that idiot baldor yeah well we didn't really establish a timetable i don't i don't think it's still very much on the table i got a i got a friend who might be trying to take, take that job off my hands so i think timing's kind of everything but you know once you're once we were under the patronage and kind of got to know him, it's it's almost sadder just to leave him alive but you know there's still time that's that's fair that's fair i mean was implied that it, you know you had to kill him before time itself takes takes it does it for you but that's fine i at this whole point honestly doesn't matter the uh the contract that that contract itself has kind of uh let's say been pulled from the table um and 
think there's another one that maybe would interest you if you uh, if you're open to it. Yeah, uh, I'm all ears. Like you mentioned, pragmatic. Well, if you um, if you aren't interested in facing peril and want to just head on out of town, withdraw from the tournament, I have an offer of 2,700 gold for you and the, your. Uh, well, I mean, you can decide whether or not you want to split it with your friends, but it's uh, it's uh, just call it a gift from Madame Marsh for your uh, kind of continuing uh, assistance. You know, this is the the second time that kind of walking away has been offered to us this time with monetary value. I mean, the first time, really, I guess, was you trying to cut the tournament off at a head with killing Baldor. What's the... I mean, this is just a tournament. This is just a competition. What's what's Madame Marsh get out of all this if she's gets off, invited to Gold Break? I don't know whether it's... I don't know whether it's pride. I don't know. I don't know what it is, honestly. I'm, this is my first time being on her team, I guess. I don't know. And this is my, I haven't been working with her for very long. Just kind of found myself in this situation. But, I mean, from what I can tell, she just likes winning. And that's it's kind of kind of her MO. I don't, I don't know if there's anything deeper than that or if there's something personal with Baldor, but I don't know. She doesn't want, uh, I mean, she preferred to be able to pay you all off and just the, the winnings from the tournament, I don't think, mattered her that much. So it's not likely she'll just pay you off with the winnings and get you all gone and that way she just wins by default so i mean personally that would be great for me i don't want to fight you i don't like i've done that before it didn't work out too well so uh i don't i also you know i i don't know you that well but i would prefer you not to get you know get all festered so it's uh you know it's kind of a win-win i i like i said if if i can just relax tomorrow and have you know have some drinks and hang out instead of having actually you know start slinging spells at you all that would be preferable to me so you, uh, this meeting was at Madame Marsh's request. This is this didn't have to do with our previous, uh, you know, kindness. Ultimately, letting you live. This was this was purely purely business on your side. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate you letting me live. I'm I, that's I, I think we kind of have a mutual thing here with that. But yeah, I mean, this was the original one, and I'll just here I'll give you this for the fact that you're. I mean, I think you've kind of put it together now, but. The initial contract was from her, from Madame Marsh as well, so I think that take that in, that information as you will. But it seems like uh, she just she would prefer to be able to pay you all off and get you all out of the way. But I definitely uh, wouldn't mind doing that either. If it was up to peril, you wouldn't even want to be offering you this this <laughs> this opportunity. So I don't even think he knows this is happening. I. Uh... Just one last question. Uh, was this same offer given to Fester and his friends, or was it only sent our way? I don't know how much, how well you knew them, so I don't want to offend you, but I don't think that Madame Marsh saw them as being that much of a threat, so I don't think that they warranted the cash prize. That's uh, an interesting point. It's, uh, it's unfortunate that Maybe neither of us got to go get to know Fester as much as we probably could have. Well, uh, Orc, I don't necessarily think I need to check in with my friends on this one, but I recommend you get some rest. We'll see you in the morning. And Glinch turns around and starts to walk away. What? All right. Ah, damn it. <laughs> just like, he just, like, just, like, I guess you don't see, but he just, like, kind of waves his hand and the fucking the light goes out and he's just sitting there in the darkness now. 
but uh, yeah, uh, so you're just you're walking back. Rangram, are you doing anything during that whole thing? Uh, Rangram was just like watching, was like sitting next to Orc on like the same table, just like kind of swinging his feet, just like looking at him. He was like, he really can't see me right now. <laughs> he has no idea I'm here. Are you still there after he turns off the light and, and Glenn walks away then? He turns off the light and Glenn walks away and I'm just going to like hop off. I'm not trying to be stealthy and then just like leave. Still invisible, but there's a fair chance he might be able to hear me. Um, okay, what just, the hell is that? <laughs> just, just before that happens, like as Glenn's walking out, um, Glenn's going to grab kind of his, he's going to like kind of tuck his hair behind his ear and he's going to double tap the, the earwig. Ooh. And he's going to say, one more time, what was the cost for walking away, Orc? I, I, man, your memory's that bad? Yeah, 2,700 gold pieces. And if you guys walk away now and just you just take it and head out of town. From Madam Marsh, right? Yeah, how bad is your memory? All right, thanks. And turns around and walks away. Cool, cool. Uh, you get inspiration for that, Glenn. Tight. That was sick. That was so sick. I'm so glad. I was like... Nope. Uh, cool. Glenn, or uh, Rangram, you're just following Glenn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm not trying to be very stealthy at this point. I kind of get garnered that Glenn's aware that I was there. And I just thought it was funny that Orc had no idea. So now I'm just like, clink, 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 clink. Uh, I think you, I think you, I think you spook Orc and Orc kind of like, oh God, what the hell? And like gets out and just kind of shuffles his way very, like very kind of awkwardly. Like, like the person when you, when you're scared in your house and you're turning off all the lights as you go and you're doing that really awkward, the like stairs, the stair runaway when you, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's doing as he runs out of the, as he kind of like shuffle runs out of the tent, uh, looking behind him, keeping an eye on his like muttering about ghosts. Uh, I will yeah. also then use a uh, thaumaturgy to make any light within the immediate area of him just turn back on. Oh, oh god! So he's just running now. I think through the through the town until he's out of sight of you, and all the lights are just like turning on. I think at first he's like doing the shuffle run, and then he like at some point he's doing a full fledged sprint, which this is like a pretty like very puny dragonborn, very like uh very narrow and thin. And I, I think that it looks very awkward as his like robes are flat. These like very overly large robes are flapping around him. Gregor just chuckling to himself as he just follows Glenn. Pretty proud of himself. Nice. He's looking very Severus Snape. Very uh, yeah, Glenn's going to kind of just be making his way back to uh, the fighter's pit to join up with Cosmo. Uh, but as he's doing so, he's like, I, I'm impressed. Just kind of like talking to nobody. He's like, I'm impressed you didn't uh, you know, screw the pooch and start talking or you know, maybe just try to interrupt the conversation that was pretty good rangram and- i've been trying i've been trying i mean i, I figured out you you probably could like like hear me um but i, I couldn't believe he didn't what an idiot that guy's he's dumb i mean i'm loud i was trying yeah, to be quiet but like it's not working very well it literally just sounded like a bunch of tambourines just were walking around like <laughs> invisibly. It was crazy. Maybe we should put uh, some like pillows underneath the pads when you need to be sneaky or something. I like that idea. We we can have pillow. I gotta have like pillows for for like feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pillow pillow shoes. We'll we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed though. I, I appreciate idea. you uh, appreciate you playing that one incognito. It's a it's not your skill set. So 
Thank you. Uh, you know, you gotta, you know, I'm learning every day. Pretty bright. This one, and the whole time, Ringram's walking next to him and is still invisible. Yeah. <laughs> he totally I imagine Glenn's like looking the wrong way. Like, <laughs> he's looking to the wrong side. Could it still sound, but like not really sure. Yeah, it's kind of bouncing off the off the walls of the alleyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I think that you all uh, wander over to the fighters' pit and Cosmo. What do they see you car? What do they see you finishing carving as as they walk up? Uh, as they come in, up, um, Cosmo very proudly like shows it to him. And he's just like, "Look, it's a baby oak," and it's just like an orc child in a rock stone form. I think it has to look kind of like like an ugly baby Yoda. That's fair. I'm good with that. An ugly, like an orc with really big ears, but it has like the little baby tusks. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Like Yoda and and an orc had a baby. <laughs> a York, a Yorka, a Yorka. Really, really good, Cosmo. It's it, it's so pretty. Pretty, and he looks back. Is it? It's supposed to be cute and kind of cool. It's alive, and he like puts it on the ground. And it goes. It like sure walks it over to your leg, Cosmo, and just like hugs your leg. <laughs> Holy shit! It's alive. Oh, no yes. way! And Rangrim picks it up and is just Still holding floating. it, looking at it. Still invisible. And it can fly? Holy hell, Cosmo, you are a man of many talents. Well, uh, it can fly? No, it's not supposed to fly. Oh, it's Rangrim. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. And then I just drop invisibility. Just bam, just right there. Sorry. Um, that would have been weird. No, it's it can't fly. It's, uh... I took the toe from... Fester and I made it a little like uh, stone golem. That I'm just Rangrim's just Fester. looking at it. So this this is Fester's toe. Well, I mean, I added on quite a bit to it, and but he yes. Just hands it back to Cosmo's. Like that, that's 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 a real cool <laughs> thing you made there. It's not weird at all that you made a golem out of a dead man's toe. And just looks over to Reynolds and is like, I'm gonna have two. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching him make that thing for a while, and I don't think I'm going to sleep for about a week, so. I've seen some weird things, but a go- he made a golem from a man's toe. It was that some- was a man's toe? Yeah, remember Fester? got a- <laughs> pieces of him everywhere. He made it out of his toe. It was supposed to be a- kind of cool, but. I mean, it is cool, but it's. Glenn walks over to Cosmo and, like, steps him on the back. Wow. Pats him on the back. Goes, Cosmo. I, I, I get what you're going for. This is this is nice. Uh, Fester Fester lives on. I, I appreciate this. Con- One quick question: Can he carry beers to us? Because that would be the cutest little thing ever. It's little. I, I bet he could. Yeah, bet you're he could. onto something. Hey, little Fester, go get us a beer. And then like, are I you point. making it, Little Fester? What is it? Okay, please, I just know what please it's name. <laughs> what is its name? Damn it. Damn it! This is the one part of D and D that we're all bad at. Is names? Well, what a, I'm, 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 I'm great at it, so. I like Tony. I like Tony. We could we could crowdsource it. No, no, no! I don't want to. I don't want to do Tony. We need to save that for like a tiger. Oh no! You're missing the. the... We've hit our tiger quota in this Tony. campaign. I think at this point. Tony. Tony. Yes. Okay. Tony. Okay. 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 Tony. Got it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tony. So, canon. 
uh, so Tony, Tony walks over <laughs> to the, uh, walks over to the bar, uh, Reynolds looking extremely disturbed, like is looking down at this thing. who's reaching its arms up for uh, a beer. And then he kind of like not really looking at it, kind of hands one of the beers down to it. And then it walks over and just goes, Tony. <laughs> it's all right. Take it, take it back. I said about this being weird. It goes, it goes like this. It goes fantastic. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, that okay. Oh, let's see. Will that come through on the audio? Yes, it I, does. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh, yes, it does. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, yes. That is All canon. Right. That is well, that, Tony's voice now. That is just delightful and terrifying. Uh, can we, uh, I love the deep one because it's a small creature. It's right. It's like Groot meets like stone, really, in my mind. It's Yeah, it's necromancy Groot. Necromancy. Well, I mean, Groot was necromancy. They grew it out of a piece of him. No, they grew him out of a piece of They grew him out of a piece of Groot. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Sounds good. Oh God! So you're all hanging out uh, with your abomination. Uh, what What are y'all doing? Uh, so Glenn's gonna like take the time to kind of explain what just went down, what the meeting was to Cosmo. Um, I mean, knowing Rankin was there, he said, "Yeah, it was. It was kind of weird. He kept. It's kind of the second time that uh, Madame Marsh just tried to pull Baldor out of the tournament, either by." killing him himself or getting rid of his team kind of kind of seems like there might be something there might be able to maybe ask Baldor some questions if he ever comes out of that suite that he's in up there or hey what is she what is her deal i mean i mean say it's she tried... not just us if she was trying to like off the guard with that big the, the big sand mud right thing. yes before we even got involved that had to be probably her spell because i mean i went i went toe-to-toe with uh with Orkin, there was there was no conjuring of sand creatures that I had to deal with. So maybe that was a scroll that she might have given him, or maybe she had cast sooner and wanted him to clean up. But it's, she, there's got to be something with Baldor because she wanted him dead before we we even arrived. Yeah, and they're giving us the opportunity to walk away, which makes me think that they're more afraid of us than they're worried about having to kill him and just see what happens. But yeah, I mean, if they wanted to, I mean, he's, I mean, you've seen him, like, yeah, I feel like that's enough. That's enough said. Want me to get him to just come here, like now? I feel like the biggest punishment that Baldur has gone through has been like continuing to exist. You should have. Part of me, I mean, this might be you two rubbing off on me, but part of me thinks we should have taken the gold, shown up tomorrow, and then doubled down. And gotten that gold too. Oh man, that's an awesome idea. That's really smart. And in no way did I think of that beforehand. And now I'm really disappointed in myself. I need another round. Cosmo, look at you. And he's going to grab him by the <laughs> cheeks and just shake his beard. He's like, that would have been a great idea. How come Glenn, you are invisible in a tent with me? Glenn downs whatever he has in his hand. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all, it's all good. I mean, you know, there's always next time. Probably well, not, uh, but uh, I just want to I just want to share this now, and I feel like we should. I think, uh, yeah, Rangram, if you want to bring Baldor over, it might be worth some questioning on his side. 
Because he's got it. I mean, he's gone through this before. He's gone through the trials. He might have some recommendation, but uh, I don't think we need to really worry about Orc um, dealing any kind of any kind of death blows. But I mean, Orc's just afraid as peril as we are. He's he's less inclined to help Orc be, or help peril because of what peril wants to accomplish, and more to just to stay out of peril's way. So that's that's fine. Oh. Peril's mine. I'll just... I absolutely agree with you. Peril is definitely yours. I do not want to get near and or fucks with that. Yep. Are we and... looking at a creepy ex what uh, major little tall monster from a very safe distance? Hey, don't right. be mean to Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and give give the tiniest like pound it to Tony. <laughs> So uh, I, it's so good it's so good it's amazing it's amazing it's fucking great um yeah i think that uh i think that as you all are talking about this uh you you hear so good. you hear uh, a voice come from behind you all come walking out of the inn and just like you see uh whoever's sitting on the other side of the table sees baldor wrapped in a towel goes reynolds i need i, I need i'm in need of more towels uh, oh there, there you are i was I was wanting to meet with you all after uh, this this morning or this I guess morning's events uh, this afternoon's events. It was an unfortunate uh, occurrence. And as you're like he's saying that, like you can see his face, like it's kind of like dropping into like this much more like sad kind of appearance. Like the same like when he was when uh, when Kosha was talking about like his time in the arena. Like you can see his face like kind of drops and he, and then he kind of like shakes it off and puts that like boisterous uh, kind of facade back on because, uh, Oh yes. Uh, enjoying some uh, libations. I see. Uh, yeah. Why do you need more towels? What were you doing? Uh, I did not need to be questions about my towel usage. I, I may or may not need to be an extremely dry individual. But like you're tiny. And how wet are you getting? As wet as I need to be. For what? <laughs> For my own dark purposes. <laughs> well, I think I understand why Madam Marsh wants him dead, but I'm not really sure what's happening right now. Join us, Baldo. We uh we have a lot of questions for you. <laughs> Is he? Hold she on. was Is Madam he... Desert before I met her. Oh my god! Oh no! Now I know why she wants him dead. <laughs> I'm killing him. <laughs> I'm killing him. <laughs> Rang- Rangram has left chat. Uh, um, is he wearing clothes, or did he come down in a towel asking for more towels? He's he's shirtless, so he's just you can he, you can see his very large belly and his uh his, uh, just kind of over the hanging over his uh his towel, and his hair is still wet. Join us, Baldor. <laughs> grab <laughs> grab a drink with us currently. We uh we have questions for you. I uh I'd prefer to get uh fine. And he kind of just plops himself down, crossing his legs. Appreciate the leg cross. It's really kind of you. I would have preferred it too, but uh, it seems my friends have less concern. Also, yeah. this is Tony. Any motions to his golem? Oh dear lord! What is that? Tony. I hate it already. What is that thing? Hey, hey, 
<laughs> the fourth member of the fearsome foursome, sir. I mean, you yeah, to we meet found them. a fourth, or it's kind of a fifth because we have Poe. Well, now you have now, Steve. yeah, you were three and a half. Now you have you have a full four. Yeah, <laughs> we have Poe, we have Steve, we have Tony. We got all the familiars in the world. We have both of the donkeys. It's fair. It's really the fearsome like uh, eight, <laughs> a fearsome dozen. <laughs> Uh, so oh, yeah, geez. Glenn kind of like motions to Reynolds for a drink and goes, uh, so Baldor, I feel like we've had some good conversation around, you know, what you want from us and what we can do for you and winning you this tournament and all that kind of good stuff. But, uh, I feel like we're, we're not getting the full picture here. We've, I'm sure you're aware have been offered, uh, not once, but now twice to either take your head or walk away from this competition. And I would love to know, you know, why someone might be targeting you so aggressively. What you've been, someone is, someone's, uh, this is news to me. Uh, there's someone that's trying to keep me out of the tournament, trying to get you to drop out, withdraw. We can't have that. I would be less worried about the tournament, more worried about the fact that they were trying to kill you first. Uh, yes, of course, on the scale of importance, but I, I see the tournament as a as a worthy uh, as a worthy cause as well. So I, they're both equally as important to myself. That's not at all what I thought you'd say. I thought you'd be more focused on you, but okay, sure, yeah. People want us to to walk away, step away from this tournament. What's what is going on, man? What does this tournament really mean? Who do you know who has? Is offering these these bounties? If I had to give you a guess, who would you guess? Uh, his face kind of turns pretty white uh, pretty quickly. Um, and like he looks down and is just kind of like takes a big drink and like kind of continues drinking as to kind of avoid the conversation. You can tell like he's not chugging it. He's just drinking it really slowly. Just so he like, doesn't have to answer the question. Answering. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as he's doing that, like see it like slowly tipping, Glenn to be like, uh, unfortunately for you, we got a full bar and plenty of time. So we'll wait for you to finish that one, but eventually you're going to let us know. But it seems like you already do know. I think he puts the uh, kind of like slowly lowers the, the tankard and goes, I, I guess it's, I guess it's only proper to, I don't know how it can even be avoided at this point. It would come out at any point anyway. It's not like it's a secret in this town. I was part of a team that was the reigning champions here in, uh, in Rockdale for five years. We were very successful, just wonderful, wonderful team, wonderful fighters. And I, I myself, wielding my, my sword, were able to was kind of the the leader. As you can see, I'm a leader-ish type person. I have a lot of leader qualities to me. A lot of uh, you know, I, I can I can head up a good team. But we were facing off uh, against. It was that sixth year we were facing off against a, a new team, which we weren't worried about. And it was led by this tiefling sorcerer by the name of Velza. You might now know her more as Madame Marsh, though. We spent our night before the match in the ta- in the tavern here uh, with with Reynolds, much younger Reynolds, of course. But 
we have, we're just having a, a great time, just kind of joviating, enjoying the, the night before, the, the build-up to the, the event that was to come. But when I woke up in the morning, there was something that was wrong. I didn't feel right. I, I felt like there was a, a storm in my head, and I, I just felt weak, not myself. My team, of course, they, they choked about it being caused by drink, but no drink could have done what came next. By the time I was making it into the tournament, I was, I was seeing things. I was seeing, I don't even know if they were real or illusion. I, I couldn't tell. I, I did my best to try to just pretend to be okay, to make sure that I could be there with my team. But by the time the match started, I... There were just, my worst nightmares were appearing before me, just all around me, these monstrous creatures, the things that I have so long feared or just have crawled out of every deep nightmare that I've ever had, every chasm of darkness in my mind. And I ran. I couldn't stand it. I I ran. I barely made it away. I, I didn't even know where I was going, and I ran into the darkness and out of town, and it was, I don't even know, I don't know if it was a day, I don't know how long it was, but by the time I made it back, it was dark. And when I showed up to the stadium, they were tearing down my team's statue, and they were erecting a new one. And I watched as they chiseled the heads off of my two companions, because they have been slaughtered in the arena by Velza and her team. Your team uh, still went in there without you? Since they started the arena with me in there, it wasn't a disqualification. Technically, they were still entered in, and it took very little time for Velza and her team from what I... The little I've been able to stomach hearing the story. It seems like it was short work. And they showed no mercy, too. They killed. Same way Apparel killed Fester. It's not technically uh, against the rules, but it's frowned upon. It's dishonorable. But it's led to a series of wins that for the last 45 or so years, Madame Marsh has either led the team or then when she became too old, she began bringing in champions that have won in succession every single year. We uh, we met a fine patron in this town, a shop owner. Owns quite the confusing building. Kind of entered one place and ended up somewhere new. Uh, seemed like he had your had that sword that you mentioned. What uh, are you working to get that back? Why are you still competing here? I don't know why you'd want to stay. He he kind of looks like he kind of looks just like very rattled and very just like he's, he's just he's kind of seems desperate almost he's trying to like prove the fact that like he's not like he didn't do something wrong he's so he's speaking more rapidly and he's when you don't understand when i was branded as a coward because i fled the arena no one would no one would work with me. No one would do anything. I, I, The only way I could see to prove 
myself again was to win the tournament and prove this, the wrong I had done to try to, it, it must make sense. I, 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 I had to win. I had, that was the only way I, I could see forward. And the only way I could do that was to, was to sell the sword to fund the, my forays and pay for champions and try to get back what, what had been, what had been lost. And he's kind of like tapering off and he's kind of looking away realizing like, I mean, he probably hasn't spoken this out loud very much. And he's like, just kind of realizing like how long it's been and how long he's been trying to do this thing. And like, he's just realizing like, it's just, it's been a long road and he's kind of, I think he's not saying it, but he's just, he's probably watching like kind of that play out in his head right now. He's lost 45 years. So why would she still be so against you? Like, it doesn't make sense why she just, actively is trying to push you out what is she what's what is she so afraid of steve yeah what 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 more can she take from you what did you take anything from her i mean this is this 30 years of resentment and it's still pursuing i mean i've been on this rock for longer than that and i don't even really remember who pissed me off yesterday I'm pretty sure I can answer that one, Glenn. Don't. It's not important. Oh, that was one of them um, rectangular questions, right? Exactly. It's a, that was a rectangular question. Okay. Um, following. I think. I think. Uh, I think Baldur is still kind of zoning out, and then you see him kind of like, you know, the the quintessential cartoon light bulb pops above his head. <clears throat> Unless she's afraid of something. If, if what you're saying is correct in the fact that she has been the one that's been actively ruining my chances in the arena, the one that basically buried my entire team that you all replaced, even in this tournament, slowly windling down my, my fortune over time. What if there's a way, what if she knows that if she was part of the initial reason why I left the arena and there was proof somehow, maybe that could be something she's afraid of. Proof that she, she tampered with you proof that she cheated to win the original favor. That's absolutely against the tournament's rulings. And she would be stripped of every single victory she's had. If that was, that could be proven. I I don't know how, but after all this time, there might be a way I don't, that's the only thing I can think of. My continued existence might just be a, a vex on her, a, a failure of sorts. The fact that she hasn't driven me away at this point, who knows, but it, it could be that she's afraid of losing what she's built so far. Well, Baldor, uh, we're about to go in there tomorrow and we're going to be facing probably the best she's ever been able to put forward besides herself. We're going to need you on our side. We're going to need you focus. We're going to need you keep, keened in on her if you see her make any kind of move i mean yeah you can ask guards to intervene but i mean and i pull out a dagger and put on the table it's like i need you to act before you talk i think he kind of like looks at it uh and doesn't reach for it at all i'm 
I'm not much of the fighter that I used to be, but if it's for the cause of making sure that you all are safe and that she doesn't continue any of her chicanery, I, I would be honored. And he kind of takes it and <laughs> slides it into his towel. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, he's, he, he could leave it on the table, but make who, it his own. Who doesn't have a towel knife? I mean, that's like, fair. I never shall without. I have two. Uh, yeah, so kind of as it happens, Glenn looks over to um, Cosmo and says, "Well, you uh, you were chatting it up with her. Did you see her doing anything suspicious during their last fight?" I will say, actually, now that you mention it, I didn't see anything obnoxious. I was definitely obnoxious in her ear with my chewing, and I was trying to distract see if there was anything abnormal going on. She does have like a icy uh, like invisible shield around. Something she's definitely suspicious of us and uh, I don't know if it went up when I became, when I came close or if it was always there to begin with but uh, definitely something to be aware of. I don't think I ever saw any kind of cheating but I'm also not certain that she felt like she needed to if uh, she didn't offer the same thing to them as she does to us. That's fair. Yeah, if we weren't, or if our friend, our orc friend, or our dragonborn friend, orc, uh, mentioned that we were the, the visible threat. So maybe you're right. Maybe she, she didn't think she had to intervene with the uh, the wrecking crew. Yeah. That's that's how I would certainly piece it together based on what I observed that day and also what you're telling me now. But uh, there's something there for sure. Rangram, what do you what do you see in all this? Um, well, it sounds like this poor sod sitting here soaking wet in his towels absolutely got hosed. Uh, what was it, like 50 years ago? And for some reason, this creepy old lady still has it out for him. Um, I mean, I think now we could... I mean, I don't even like this guy, and I feel bad for him now. No offense, Bowser. Well, I don't, I don't really care. But, like, now I think we have... I think we got more than one reason to kill these nerds. Well... I don't know if killing is the answer yet. Well, I got a feeling there, Cosmo, that if we walk in there, they're not exactly going to let us uh, walk out of there without making that decision. Well, Orc certainly seems more uh, in self-preservation than we might be letting on. I'll I'll happily vouch for that one. And uh, Peril, obviously is clearly I understand what you're saying but uh, the the lady that follows him what do we know about her? Uh, The best interpretation I've gotten from her is she's uh, she's his shield. I don't know if there's anything more to it. I think uh, she might be 
just as hired as Orc, or she could be just as deranged as Peril, but I would currently file her more into the column of Peril. We we need to keep oh. keep an eye on her before we... Definitely the wild card. Yeah. Orc, I don't think... He will definitely choose himself before or anything else. One thing sure. you noticed about both of them was that both Peril and uh, Janus were where it had the symbol of the Eternal on the front of them, which yeah. is one of the new seven, which is like the uh, the god of like the elves. So she is she's of like the same moon elf ilk, or is she a different type of elf? Uh, she's actually human. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I, thought yeah, I, thought was hum- I thought she was human. My bad. Um, yeah, I think and cascading order of absolute terror, perils at the top and. We don't, we don't leave space for that one to be a question mark. Next brings our uh, human friend, and then our dragonborn friend, and then somewhere in that mix is Madame Marsh, uh, Baldor. When you say tampering, is it physically? I mean, is a bribe a means of proving that there's tampering, or is that just kind of par for the course? Uh, yes, of course. If you had proof of someone bribing someone else, I mean. If- even betting is technically against the rules, though, of course, the nobles don't always abide by that, but uh, you can do it under the table. But uh, outright bribery to uh, with the tournament is absolutely against the rules. Well, we haven't okay. seen we haven't seen much of that yet, right, Glenn? Uh, we've seen a splash. I um, I have a means of proving it. I don't know if we necessarily need to do that now. Or if that's something you might want to save. What do you what do you think, Baldor? Do we do we try to expose it before the fight begins or I I mean this is all news to me. I if you have means of exposing some of her ill deeds, then I, I think that those might be a, a good uh, possible uh, way forward. But at the same time, I I don't know if it's foolproof. She's She's powerful. I, do you know where, I, I don't know if you know where her power hails from. She's uh, to the north. She's the, the lady of Marsh Gulch Harbor. Uh, that's a nice little chunk of change. Never really found my way up there, but we were headed west to hop in a boat. So it's, it's likely we'll make our way up there one day. Maybe we don't need to make an enemy just yet, but say we dethrone her from being the, the patron champion if you will, does that restore, does that restore your name? Does that bring Baldor back to, to even what's that, what's that do for you? Unfortunately, that would not, I, the only way to, and it's been so long at this point, most of the people that even were there that day don't remember, but if we were able to prove that there was some sort of tampering done that day, that some, that proved to the world that I was not, the coward that they all think that then potentially we could be, it could be restored. But for now, if she was dethroned, then the next person to win would be the, be the victors and their statues would be erected. All right. Well, I reckon we start with that. Say we have a lot of work to do tomorrow and we'll figure out what the next steps look like. Out of curiosity, when, when you were fighting back then, it was a while ago was, was Naga's kiss still around, or was was that not uh, established storefront yet? I don't believe that Naga was here yet. She, I, I believe, she came over uh, maybe twenty or so years ago. 
Okay. So we know it, or we theorize it might not have been poison because of, uh, I think all three of us have experienced some form of what you went through. I literally saw Rangram get driven so mad he tried to kill us for like five whole minutes. So it felt like an eternity. It literally did. You kept telling him to lay down. That was hilarious. Uh, kind of like hey. high fives, Cosmo. Uh, I, I I think we need to maybe expose her for maybe the lesser crimes and maybe the greater crimes will come too, or maybe we spend some time and right. see if we can't find something else out. But for the today's being, we got to, got to get some rest and get ready for tomorrow. Yes. Let's uh, stop back by Nagos and uh, we'll head back to camp. If, um, if you don't mind, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get changed. Yes, that thanks. makes sense. Keep the dagger with you. It's getting a little bit breezy, and it's it's not flattering. Definitely not. But uh, you know, get okay. some rest, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Aldo. Uh, as he as he starts to stand up, though, but uh, Glenn asks, Baldo, what's the uh, what's the price you got on your sword with Jargot? He didn't even he didn't even offer it. What's what's tied there? Uh, I, I kind of hesitate to say the value because the fact that I've been able to burn through it over these 45 years is rather impressive, but that sword's worth about 500,000 gold pieces. Wait, wait, um, that's 500,000. 500,000. Six zeros after the five. I've been alive for quite some time, and I don't even think I've ever accrued that much in this lifetime. So, my friend, you are in some debt. I I didn't, of course, get that much for it. I got about half that, but that's the value of the sword itself. That still stands. That is quite the the pink slip you got there. I hope you kept that. What did it do? Did it, like, fight everybody for you? Well, I... Part of me doesn't even want to get it back at this point because I'm sure it'll be pretty mad when I do, but it uh, it could do quite a lot of things, um, and it didn't go away willingly. We'll just say that. Is that why you look like that? I, this is, this, this, and he kind of like, he like tries to like suck in and like puff his chest out, but then it just kind of goes like, Goes in for a second, and then it goes bloop back out again. The towel starts to drop when he does that. <laughs> he grabs it, grabs it, uh, and make sure he's, he grabs his towel knife. Uh, I uh, this is he kind of like drops his his blustering bravado. It's like this is what years and years of living a very uh, easy life will do to you. All right, yeah, reckon that sounds all right. All right, well. Get some rest. We'll uh I don't know if we really have any means of getting that weapon back for you, but we'll see you. We'll see you in the morning. See you at the pit and remember. See you in the pit. All all eyes on all eyes on Marsh. Um awesome. See you all are heading over to uh heading over to Nagas. Let's go. Okay. Um 
do you have anything interaction plan there? You want to just pick up the stuff and drop the drop it off and go. I didn't have anything. Yeah, no, just to kind of. But cool. Yeah, Lynn seems suspicious there. I'm thinking, I think I'm gonna let it slide. I, I don't, I don't have anything for now. Okay. okay. I was, I was running. We can okay. defo come back later. Sounds like we'll probably be here episode or two. The the infinity time in Rockdale. Uh, Ranger, are we doing anything there? Are you good? Nah, Ranger's just along for the ride on that one. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are able to uh, quickly go over there and uh, drop off the rest of the money and uh, collect your uh, your two potions. Uh, I think that the one looks different this time than the ones that you pulled off those knolls back in the day. The, the ones that were enlarged only. This one is a reduced and enlarged potion. Uh, and then the other one is like it's it's literally like rust colored and has like little flakes of metal that are floating around in it. Uh, but it's uh it's pretty cool. It's actually bubbling too. So like the little piece of metal kind of come to the top and then and they kind of ever fest. Uh, right. But yeah, so you guys are able to collect that. Um, and on your way back, as you're passing back by uh, the, the fighter's pit area, uh, you actually see Baldor with a pack on his back and dressed and goes, if you don't mind, I, I wouldn't mind sleeping out with you all tonight. I, the, I think I've, I think I've, I don't know, just seems like we've, uh, like a fitting thing to do. If you all are staying out there, I can, I think I can rough it as well. I think that, that sounds like, like a good idea. And he just kind of turns to Rangrim mostly. Why are you always looking at me? Well, you know, I just like to make sure you're good. I mean, he's fine. I'm not going to, it's not like I'm going to make any weird, like, toe creatures in the middle of the night. I had a lot of beers. I didn't know what to think. I mean, I'm sorry about that. I mean, he, the little I mean, guy has kind of rubbed off look, on me. Look at the thing. Tony. <laughs> how can you be, how can you be so sad? It, it just, look at it. I mean, yeah, he's all right. I mean, I guess Baldo's fine. He He's fine. Just, um, you know what? No, we're fine here, and I'm just going to keep walking, and I'm going to cast silence just on my face. Okay. What? <laughs> so you don't hear anything? Yeah, I don't hear anything. I always knew he would warm up to me. I also appreciate that I'm not the shortest one anymore. But... That's not a good way to... Okay, and just keeps, like, walking. not really sure it's alive. I actually but, can't uh... do that. <laughs> I don't it's... have any second level spell slots. <laughs> It's, it's a little. It's it's a little one. It's, it's fine. Um, it's a little bit. It's fine. You're about to go. Flavor for spell. Yeah. Um, right. Is there anything you all want to do uh, before going to bed, or you all just want to like we want to kind of uh, for brevity's sake, kind of just get that handled? Um, I would just uh, very quickly uh, use my channel divinity to make a copy of the uh, signet ring cool. that Glenn gave me. So just an exact copy to copy the seal or whatever is on it. Sweet. Yeah. You are definitely. What what uh, what did you make it out of? Um, I believe I still have spare metal from just a bunch of doorknobs. So this is brass or or iron. Yes, it would be just brass. Cool, awesome. Um, the only thing that Cosmo would do is uh, he would. I mean, I'm technically using my last second level spell slot to resummon Steve after his uh, first death. And uh, just, I'm really sorry, Steve. It, you know, I'm back from hell. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Is that where you go after you die? I'm really not sure about it. Oh um, no, that was that was just a death joke. I I live on the astral. Um, uh, yes, astral plane. Yeah, I think they come from the astral plane. No, is the astral plane? I come from the astral plane. I'm confident about it. Well, that's really good. I'm glad, and uh, it's really good to have you back, Steve. So uh, thanks for taking that jump with me. I uh, yeah I. I am always happy to do so, Cosmo. Uh, did you just call me here to watch you sleep? Well, I mean, it, you know. Well, oh, this is meet Tony, and he picks up Tony. <laughs> 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 That's all the job broken. I got, nothing else, I'm broken. Oh god. What a horrifying tiny creature! Tony. <laughs> I think, like, in some weird way, you guys are step-siblings. I don't actually understand how it works, but um. you have the same dad, but different moms, so, like, I don't know. Is that how this works? I have really no idea. I don't know Steve's parents. He just kind of showed up one day, and I, you know, it was great. Sounds like parenthood to me. If you'd like to go back to the astral plane, Steve, you can. I'll call you tomorrow. He literally disappears without even saying goodbye. <laughs> he just <laughs> Is that what we call a bamf? He just we, we pulled Steve out of a horse orgy, and he's yeah. real excited to get yeah, back. He was, having, he, was having a, he was having a great time. Steve is a, a sexual Tony, <laughs> Steve. That's pretty much how that pans out. That's really good. From an RP's perspective, that's what it's like to spend. Because he can disappear. As far as the spell's concerned, Like he doesn't have to be around entirely, but it just means I don't have to spell spend the spell slot to tomorrow. You just want to apologize for killing your spectral horse. Yes. Love it. Yeah, that too. I, oh. you know, I felt bad about him taking rock to the side. Yeah, for sure. Took one for the team. Uh, Glenn, you doing anything? Uh, no, Glenn's. Glenn is good for the night. He's gonna set Poe out as Owl Poe, like a black, black owl, um, and just set him up in the tree. And Glenn's gonna take first, first rest whenever it comes up. Okay, um, I think that you'll take first rest, and then I think uh, Nook, like one one someone from their team, decides that they'll do it. Uh, because you're still on their campsite. So they'll do it too. So you guys just have to roll for one. So just roll me a perception check. With advantage, uh, bro. Jeez, that was still terrible. Uh, 13. Um, yeah, I think that, I think you're distracted. I think that, I think that you, I mean, you're, you're obviously awake still, but I think that it, you're thinking about, I, I, I guess I don't know, but like last time you did this watch, you, you were what you were talking to fester about like the things he wanted to accomplish and like the things that like he had left undone. And I think that that's, that's weighing on your mind a little bit. I think that you're distracted a little bit because of that, those uh, kind of flashing back on that conversation. The, what could have been, I guess. Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, roll for their team. Yeah, I think that's good. They rolled like a 17. So I think that, I think you all make it through the night a completely fine. Baldor uh, is snoring extremely loudly. It's probably good that they generally sleep in their own room. Um, but uh, yeah, they, I think at one point in the night, like just like, I, I think 
Cosmo, you wake up and Baldur is absolutely just kind of like arm around you, uh, has, has curdled up on you a little bit. Um, I definitely shove him aside. Not down for that. <laughs> well, you could have just pushed me over more politely. Okay. And so everyone's, uh, everyone's getting there, uh, waking up this morning. Um, I think that, uh, I think that Nook and Kadana are, cont- they're packing up a little bit more because they know that probably after today, they'll likely be leaving. So they're, they're kind of packing up the rest of their stuff, their belongings. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, for brevity's sake, I, I, I kind of have an ending point. I, I would like for you all to at least get to the arena today. Sure. So, um, is there anything anyone wants to do in the morning? Uh, yeah, Glenn would still stick to his his morning routine um he would go like wake up before the rest of the group's up and he would go over to like a small secluded area set up his like prayer area um but instead of using the double bladed scimitar he's gonna use just two scimitars he's gonna basically dual wield and do like the same flourish um imbue as much energy into it as he can but he's still going to complete his morning rituals it doesn't change i think that I think that you're unsurprised by the by the lack of like I, I think it's more closer to and I think you go into it knowing this and, and kind of preparing for this, but it's it's like when before you had any connection with Chandra, when you were kind of just doing it as your ritual every single day. It's it's more like that. Sure. Um No, yeah, I don't think I I mean I have eventually I have one thing I want to do eventually, but not necessarily like Okay. What about you, Rangram? Uh, Rangram's got his normal uh, morning routine of like polishing a shield and then using my blessing of the forge on it to get that plus one. And um, that's really it. Sweet. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I think that you know it, it's kind of like getting to that point in the morning again where it, it's a similar occurrence like when you went to the arena the first time, like as if you all are heading that way, you would see that like, there is a lot of commotion going on in town and you can see that people are starting to stream towards the arena. Um, and so you, are you all just heading straight into, uh, straight into the arena? Um, just before we hit the front gate, um, I would probably, I actually would pull Glenn aside. Um, and uh, Cosmo would pull Glenn aside and, and he would actually give him the rust poison, or what? What is it called? Hmm. That was called. Yeah, it's a it's a rust rust poison. I like okay. that. We'll call it that. And uh, he just tells him. He just says, "What? I trust that you'll know when to use this on Peril's weapon. I'll I'll give you the time to do it. You just have to know when to do it." I uh. Um, I'm up to the challenge. I got you. I'll take care of this. You I'll just gi- worry about staying alive. I'll stay alive. I'll give you the chance. As soon as you get it, use it on that X. That's all I have. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah, you all uh, kind of head, like, same as before. You You kind of are heading towards the throng of people who are filling, uh, kind of filing their way into the front doors of the stadium, the arena, the primal arena. And uh, as you're getting closer, you can see that there are kind of guards that are starting to realize that where you are. And they're kind of leading you through the middle, like making a way for you all to be able to get cleanly into the arena. Uh, And then once you get inside, you can see that people are filing up the staircases going into the actual like 
stadium seating and uh, you see your best friend Kosha uh, sitting at her desk uh, and she has behind her, she has a wheel that is, uh, has two of them removed uh, or now, in the, but the wheel is only, it's half blue and it's half black. Uh, and as you kind of walk up to her, oh, well, hello there. <laughs> yeah, just so happy to see you all again. It's just, just, yeah, it's just a treat. It's just a true delight every single time. Kosha, you look radiant as always. She's she's just like looking down herself and kind of flicks her 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 like red haired uh, pigtails up a little bit and just you're oh you're just gonna make me blush. Looks like uh, got another crack at the wheel. Oh yeah, this is uh, you guys are so lucky because you're uh, uh yeah, there was kind of a, a lot between the two of you whether or not you were gonna be able to 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 spin the wheel on this one, but yeah, y'all are the the lucky ducks that get to spin the wheel to see what kind of arena you're gonna be fighting on today. Well, I uh, think I rolled, or I spun the wheel the first time. Uh, Rangroom, Cosmo, what honors? Uh, well, sure. I guess I'll spin it, unless Rangroom, you were chomping at the bit to do it. Uh, nope. I'm chomping at absolutely nothing. You can spin the fun wheel of a horrible, horrible death. Horrific. <laughs> awesome. Um, Roll me a uh, roll me a d4. I have in my hands a d4. Yeah, just yeah, just roll. Uh, yeah, I mean, literally, you can actually, you know what? You can roll any dice you want. It's gonna be even or odds. So. Oh, my d20. It's a ten. Okay. So, uh, Cosmo, you uh, Kosha takes the little wheel and or the, or the wheel and puts it up. It's a little to her. She puts it on top of the table. Um, and she spins it and it click, 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 click. Uh, Glenn, you're not doing anything to mess with it this time. You're just letting it go. 50, 50. Awesome. Um, it clicks around and then lands on blue. Okay. No idea what that means. <laughs> Cosmo just looks at it and is just like, Yay. Oh, I mean, every one of these is just going to be just a hoot and a toot to fight in, I'm sure. But this one, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll just have to be surprised when you uh, when you go down and see. And uh, as you're, as she kind of says that, she uh, kind of lays her, her fist down on the, uh, the tile on top of her desk. And the floor behind you all kind of opens up in that descending staircase that goes down to the entry level into the stadium. Akosha, you couldn't give us any type of little hint as to what we might get to see you know as your as your favorite fighters right persuasion checks doing his best to charm absolutely absolutely oh man i wish i was i wish i was natural 20 natural 14 and a nat 20 i mean only made it to 21 but it's a nat 20 oh hell yeah i needed that well (laughs) i just i shouldn't be telling you anything at all this is just totally a breach of protocol but I would probably try to make sure that you just be careful where y'all are, are stepping because uh, it, it wouldn't be too. Uh, how do I want to say this? Is it? It would be. It would be ice to say that you want to be on steady footing. Appreciate you as always, Kosha. Oh, she yes. She does like does like this and like does the the zip. Give, 
Yeah, give her a little wink as Glenn turns and starts walking down the stairs. She's just waving her big troll hand at you as you all uh, descend below the uh, stairs. And then as you get kind of down to the bottom of it, it kind of slides shut over the top of you. Uh, and you see your your favorite clipboard uh, clipboard NPC, whom I, I didn't name last time, I don't believe. Uh, just some, some elf-ass elf guy with a clipboard that looks extremely stern. Just, oh yeah, you guys again, cool. Um, so yeah, we got, I think... We good? Yeah, we're yeah, we're good. We got the uh, the arenas all set up. So, uh, whenever y'all are ready, just we can open the doors. Uh, open them. I'm gonna go kill him. Uh, cool. And then he just kind of like without any kind of interest in that at all in your in your shit talking or, or promises of death. Uh, he just kind of like uh, pokes a little thing on the clipboard, and uh, the doors just kind of start to open up in front of you. Uh, and you're kind of blinded for a second as you all walk out. Uh, and then you're kind of taken aback because it is just blinding white and ice and snowy. And it's like there's actual snow falling. But when you're looking up, it's only falling from like the level to where the stadium seats start falling down from that height. It's, uh, it's, it's completely uh, like artificial. Um, but you can see that there's like this this snowy outer area with like some trees and some other things. But then also in the center, there's like ice, and then there's a landmass that's in the center of the ice. That's like another like snowy landmass. Um, and from kind of through this snowstorm across this distance, you can see three figures walk out from a doorway as well. Um, and just as that happens, the horns and the trumpets begin to blow. And the final round of the tournament has begun, and that's where we're going to end the session tonight. Ugh. Glenn murders all of them. <laughs> I cast murder. I cast, cast murder. I cast death bolt. Oh, I'm glad that we got at least a long rest in there. This is going to be a yes. spicy episode. Oh, that's so good. It was, nice, it was a nice chiller session from, from the last three that have been extremely stressful. Just murder heavy. Yeah, my, my blood pressure wasn't through the roof this time. Lynn didn't go unconscious this episode, so did we really play D&D? Yeah. <laughs> Rude.